Synchronized water drinking. Here, here at Boy Review, we uh, we encourage our <laughs> listeners to hydrate properly uh, before they enjoy our show. You've got to get at least five sips in. Five five sips of water, and and you get a prize. We won't tell you what the prize is until the end of the show. So you're going to have to listen now. See, what what you've done, Hamish, is you've just created work for us to do, which is to remember <laughs> to do the, the drink water bit at the end of the show. I'm gonna... I'll set a reminder for an hour <laughs> on my phone. Just... <laughs> so if we're going to ruin ourselves and in 50 minutes time, yeah. we cut the recording and then I get the notification. Oh, we've got to record a, a separate bit. Let's add it yeah. to my to-do list. Is that for fucking Pacific Rim? Yeah, like the like boy review is boy boy review doesn't not sound like a Jaeger from Pacific Rim. Uh, no, it doesn't. I mean, it could be on your if if I didn't know that boy review was a podcast that I did, then you could do podcast or Jaeger, and boy review could potentially confuse me. The the. The sequel to Jaeger or Drag Queen, my my uh, five star quiz. That was really good, actually. Jaeger or Drag Queen was probably one of the best bits on this show because it was so difficult. I, I, I may try to to put together a, a more professionally formatted version of Jaeger or Drag Queen and, and bring it to a future episode. <laughs> Let us know on Instagram if you want to see Jaeger or Drag Queen come back. I don't know how we'll do that. Maybe I'll do a post about it. Oh, now I've got, that's created more work. I'll, I'll put it on a story Stay- tomorrow. I'll put it on a story when the episode goes up. Nice. So, yes, everybody, this is a little show that Wilkie and I like to do here at the weekends. It's, of course, Boy Review. Welcome back to... To just this sort of a giant metal structure that we call Boy Review. Moves around. When I move my right arm, Wilkie's also got to move his right arm, and that makes the Jaeger move. And Imagine if instead they each controlled half of it. I mean, they kind of do in a way. It's 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 never really made very clear. It's a very soft system. Also, I, I like the bit in the first one where the helmets fill up with orange juice and it's never referenced again. Why did like the the first the first time the two pilots get into a Jaeger, their helmets fill up with this like orange goo that like I, I don't know what it's meant to do. They never describe what it is or what it does, but it's just this orange goo in their helmet and it, and it goes away. I like to think it's just orange juice because they've got to have some vitamin C before they. Uh, they go fighting aliens. You don't want to get future scurvy. Gross. Dude, grody. Oh, that's so, that's so totally not rad. <laughs> I don't like this character. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh. I just want to get out of it. And away into our first topic. Because we've got to review things on this show. Uh, I believe it is my turn to go first this week. Oh yeah, because I, I, I went first last week. Yes. And at the risk of this becoming like one of my other podcasts, the Warthog Gaming Podcast, you can find us on lots of other services, uh, I want to talk about a video game this week. Uh, and we'll, we might be talking about another video game later on. Uh, but the video, I feel like they're kind of different though. Uh, so the one I would like to review is Pokemon Go. Okay. The mobile app. Because I feel like I've talk, probably talked about it when we did this on Raw, but we're a podcast now, so we can re-review whatever the hell we yeah, want. You definitely did a live episode about about um, Pokemon Go, but uh, that was probably a while ago, and I imagine a few things have changed since then. Yes, because one of the big things that will have changed is Pokemon Go had to go through lockdown, 
boy howdy is it difficult for a game to do well when it's all about going outside at a time when it's really difficult to go outside ah, yes and it, of course so they introduced a lot of features to try and help with that and actually i think overall that's made it a far far better game okay so um now i i i know for example uh, i saw i think a tab article about how uh dating apps were letting you relocate yourself for free because you're not going to go on a real life date anyway so why not start swiping with people who live in new york or whatever yeah so is 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 that what um is that what pokemon go did could you just like did it just turn into a straight up video game and you can just walk around your city no, it didn't turn into that, uh, unfortunately. That would have been really cool. But uh, what it did do was it tried to... Because um, I think over most of the world, it was never completely not allowed to go outside at all for long, long stretches. I think there were often sort of... With different restrictions, there was some sort of... You're allowed to go outside once a day for some period of time. Potentially need a permit or something. Um, and so... Pokemon Go really tried to capitalize on that being part of that one walk a day, particularly I feel like here in the UK and over in the US, by sort of giving um, players challenges over a seven day period. So it was week long and they gave you pretty much every step could be completed in at least an hour, if not uh, in uh, under an hour, if not way quicker. So you could go out and you could actually really utilize that time really effectively to progress. Um, and they tried to get people back by doing events for each of the f- four main regions that were already in the game at the time. That's uh, Kanto, which is the original 151 people, Johto, Hoenn, and Sinnoh. And they had the, those week-long events, you know, got loads of new Pokemon back in the game. They got uh, players with lots of challenges, access to some pretty rare Pokemon in cases uh, that you weren't otherwise super easy to get hold of. And so that was really, really awesome about how they capitalize on that sort of utilizing the time and understanding there are restrictions uh one thing they did add was remote raid battles so uh, when pokemon go originally released there was this uh, whole big thing about all these people swarming together to go and fight a mewtwo and they did eventually introduce that to the game proper and that was under the guise of raid battles up to 20 players can fight something but obviously right now 20 people grouping up in one place real bad bad move uh yeah not not a good idea so what they did was firstly they made the radius you could be from a gym or a pokestop quite a bit bigger i think it was like three times or five times the radius which is means you can be quite a distance from something and spin the pokestop the other thing that they also did was remote raid passes they gave them away pretty cheaply to begin with now they cost a bit more poker coins but they do sometimes give away some pretty cheap and you can just do a raid that you can just see on your map. So it can be, you know, quite a long distance away. But if you can see it, you can try and battle the Pokemon. And then also what I've been doing uh, with some of our other friends that play Pokemon Go, I'm able to raid with them if they invite me. So they can do a raid and be like, I'm going to invite Hamish. And even though Hamish is like four hours away by driving, he can be here instantly through the power of Pokemon Go. That's pretty cool. And the like extending the range at which you can spin the Pokestop, like realistically that like you said it was about like five kilometers did you say was the oh no it's five it's like three or five five times times bigger what it was before so i think before you had to be pretty close like yeah i remember back back when i used it you had to like like cross the road and like get pretty close to different places but with with that like extended radius that's pretty much like if if you were if you were allowed to like go outside for extended periods of time, that's about the radius that I feel like you'd be able to hit if you were like going out to spin some Pokestops. So it it's not like making Pokestops available that weren't available to you before. No, it's just making it easier for you to do it safely from your home. Yeah, uh, it's al- it's almost more. I, I think a, a way to describe it is before, if you were maybe you'd have to be outside the front door of a building or inside it. If, it, if that building was a Pokestop, uh, or maybe on like that pavement just outside. Whereas in this sort of new version, you can be on the other side of the road, and it's meant that you can sort of be way more antisocial. This has really helped me as sort of the solo lone wolf player. I can be even further away and just casually sit there. Oh, you're you're so away. cool, Hamish. You're you're the the Geralt of Pokemon. I Go. wish I was. I'm really not Wilkie. I'm just I'm such just like the nerd that wants to collect them all and 
I hate it. That would be a really cool crossover, though. His cool, like, witcher, like, bandolier full of all his, like, potions and oils, but it's all just, like, berries and, and, uh... Pokeballs. Uh, Pokeballs. What, what's the, what's it called? What's, is it... I know that you, like, throw raspberries at the Pokemon and they, they like you better. Yeah, so you can throw, uh, there's raspberries, uh, a double Z berries. There's pineapple berries that look kind of like pineapples. They give you more candy if you catch the Pokemon. Oh, I could never have guessed. Um... You've got... I could never have guessed that. That was what pineapple meant. Nanab berries, which look like bananas, but they're pink. Whoa. I know, it's crazy, right? Uh, the, they're yeah. the most useless. I don't actually know what they do. I think they stop yeah. a Pokemon but moving you, around ha- so much. Have you seen the, the Witcher show? With Mr. Cavill? Yeah. The, the bro. You know, when he when he, um, when he drinks, um, what's it called? Swallow. Mm-hmm. The potion that makes his, his like skin go white and his eyes go black. Just like Geralt, like just shoves this massive cartoonish raspberry into his <laughs> mouth, and his skin goes pink, and his eyes start crying blood, and he just <laughs> chops a Pikachu in half. Oh damn! I mean, Izzy got really annoyed what, with me watching The Witcher because I was I just recently got most of the way through The Witcher three, so like I finished it off about the time we were watching The Witcher, um, but I was obviously like, oh that's that character and oh yeah that's who that is and i'd get really excited at small things and like he'd use one of the little bit of magic he can do and be like, oh that's that spell he just cast igni it's so awesome um i was just getting so so into it and I, it is such a good show i'm glad it's coming back and there were rumors that henry cavill would be swapped out with somebody but i think that that's been quashed given that he's supposedly on set record or getting ready to go on to set to record you know my my favorite story we've we've derailed ourselves immediately my favorite story about netflix's the witcher was that henry cavill was meant to wear uh leather trousers as gerald but his legs were too strong what and he kept breaking them <laughs> His leg, his leg muscles are literally too big, and he kept tearing the it's trousers. Because Superman, open. oh, because Superman rips his clothes off, doesn't he? At times, and like pops into the suit. So that's yeah. He kept doing that because they they couldn't make them big enough for his muscles because then they'd look like Jinko jeans, <laughs> which is not really a Witcher vibe. No, but they couldn't make them look like cool and like fantasy skin tight leather because yeah, he'd just rip the seams on them. See, that's very different. That's to, the goal. That is that would be a a goal, but it would require me to that's, do a that's lot. That's like a more. real life achievement. <laughs> Burst out of your clothes. I feel like that would require a lot more effort than I'm putting in. I don't know what you're putting in to achieve that, Wilkie, but I'm currently doing practically nothing to achieve I, leg pop out. I went for a five k before this recording. That's pretty impressive. I just I did a five k. I couldn't tell. I mean, I can see you because we do this with a webcam. You look pretty fresh. I couldn't tell you just did a big run. Oh, uh, I got back like 15 minutes before we started recording and I fully went and like washed my face with cold water. Still looking fresh, looking way more fresh. So I feel like you're trying to achieve the Henry Cavill that bursts out of his uh, trousers, whereas I'm trying to achieve the Henry Cavill that was playing World of Warcraft when he received the call for to get uh, <laughs> Superman in Justice League and fully ignored it until later on, which is one of my favourite clips from Does that just mean that Graham you want Norton. to play World of Warcraft? No, I just want to have some, something important happen in my life, but in the moment I feel like gaming's more important, so I keep doing yeah. that. We've become so distracted. Hamish, Pokemon Go. Pokemon so, Go. So Hamish, how disruptive has lockdown been to your Pokemon Go experience? Have they successfully, you know, smoothed the transition to to doing it from home? Yes, not from at home, but I think we're being respectful of lockdown rules, at least here in the UK. It transitioned really, really well. It gave me a reason to have it be the thing on my hour-long walk. I mean, for example, one really small, tiny feature, which I don't know if it was on potential or not, there's an item called an incense you can drop, and it lasts for an hour, or it it used to last for half an hour, and Pokemon would spawn, or like extra Pokemon would spawn near you. They upped it to an hour, which was really helpful, because I knew the moment I went on my walk, the recommended amount you should go out for at the beginning of lockdown here in the UK was one hour. So I'd just drop an incense and I'd see, okay, my time has gone to half an hour. I should probably head back the way I just came or 
loop back if I know that the the next bit of my walk is going to be shorter than the bit I've already done. And so is the incense centered on you or on a location? Centered on me. Back when I used, oh, because back back when I played, I remembered uh, there's a park near my house that is a that was a poker stop. You had to um, you had to put the incense on a pokey stop. You might be thinking of lures. They are a different item. Oh, okay. A lure attaches to a poker stop. It's more. I think it's a little bit more potent. Um, but of course, you have to be. You have to just loiter in a in a physical location. For a yeah, yeah it's, I remember you. You see loads of kids in in the uh, playground because I think something something in the playground was a pokey stop. Yeah, they're really cool because uh, they've also had a couple of events in lockdown. Some uh, they did the week week long ones, which were free and really cool. They did. Uh, they had Pokemon Go Fest. I did have a lot of gripes about that. I think they had to cancel quite a lot of in-person events. You know, I had a ticket to go to Liverpool and play Pokemon Go uh, in April. Obviously got canned ages ago. I think it could have been really cool if they'd incorporated some of those elements into the Pokemon Go Fest, particularly the region-exclusive Pokemon, because in a sad way, that's one of the main reasons you go to one of the big events. Um, You pay for the ticket to go and attend because there'll be, uh, I think, uh, in the Liverpool one that was going to be a Relicanth, which is only available in New Zealand. So I was going in part there to was Liverpool. Be a Relicanth? Oh, one? No, there was going to be spawns of Relicanth. Okay, I was going to say, because that that is how you get mugged. <laughs> is you unleash one, one Pokemon that you'd otherwise have to go literally the other side of the world to catch. Yeah. And just, someone gets it. And that person is then just dogpiled. Yeah, so it's not that bad. I, but do, it, do you like that? I guess they steal their phone and then like do a trade, like Team Rockets. Wasn't there a there was a tweet about that? Wasn't there? It's like you 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 meet like a a, a lovely person in a in a bar, and they're like, "Hey, can I ha- can, let let me put my number in your phone?" And then they <laughs> and then. They take your phone and they're like, then suddenly like, to save the world for, and they've stolen all your Pokemon. I mean, they, that is also the other big thing as annoying as sort of the, I can think about the event, sort of the day to day of Pokemon Go, which I feel like I want to review as a whole rather than just picking bits out. They did add Jesse and James during lockdown and it was the coolest thing. As you see, like there are balloons that sometimes spawn and to see the Meowth balloon and then Jesse and James do it. And you can read the lines, you know, to protect the world from devastation, unite all people within our nation. And they do the whole, the whole shtick. And it was really, really cool. And there's a lot of fun things in Pokemon Go. The other thing is they've, they've just tweaked some stuff they've added that was new that fans didn't like uh, to do with Meg Revolution. And I think it's really awesome that Niantic are kind of listening to people and they've, I think whilst they do still make mistakes and I think there are situations where they need to learn even now, even sort of like five years into the game, I want to give it a bad good because I think there are still some problems with the game and I think with the events and stuff, they need to really think about it. But generally it's so much fun and if you do like pokemon there are so many reasons to get in uh they're still doing loads of stuff right now uh mega evolution is like the key thing you can get increased spawns of like bulbasaur charmander and squirtle and that's why i like it hell yeah hamish put put an explosion here what's that it's a segment Oh yes hello everyone uh i've i've sidelined a segment <laughs> that i'm actually gonna do next week uh but this week uh, this is a segment that I cannot put off. Welcome, uh, everyone, all our listeners. Welcome to Prime Time. Uh, this is a segment that only occurs on prime numbered episodes of our show. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, technically, Wilkie, you missed one. Uh, but did because... I, Hamish? But did I? No, but you mi- you missed two. Two is a prime number. Or or did I, Hamish? Or did I? <laughs> Here at Boy Review, our goal is to review everything. And in doing so, our goal is to become famous, to become popular. We like we want the show to we no, like we want the show to have a large reach. We want people to listen to the show so that yes. we can spread our opinions far and wide. We want to hit the prime time. I don't think that's actually is that a phrase? We want to hit the we want to, we want to get the big time. The prime the time? big time. Prime no prime time is like six o'clock, seven o'clock TV. That's sort of when most people are tuning in. We want to be prime prime time. We want listening to boy review. No, I've got it. I've got it. No, I've got it. We want 
listening to Boy Review to be a primo time for you, the listener. <laughs> okay, that's a, neat, so, that's, a, that's a real reach for a, a phrase, Wilkie. Just let, let me do my segment, okay? And so, <laughs> prime time. Prime time is a segment where we review the previous prime numbered episode of our show. So, okay. here, here in episode three, we're going to give a brief review of episode two. And then, in episode five, we're going to review this episode. Uh, seven, we're going to review five. Eleven, we're going to review seven. And uh, so on and so forth, uh, to help ourselves improve our podcasting game and become primetime. Does that make sense? Y- yes, I am astounded Walking at the amount of th- thought and consideration that's gone into this. Hang on, uh, are you astounded because the amount is low or because the amount is high? I'm, I'm astounded because it feels like quite a lot of thought has gone into this, yeah. It's just... So, uh, I don't say initial thoughts about episode two of Boy Review. Uh, it was a little rushed. We, uh... We had to delay recording because we were busy. I was caught in traffic. Yes, you were caught in traffic. Uh, Not our fault, but it did affect the quality of the episode, I think. Uh, It was a little rushed. It felt a little rushed. I was a little tired. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't on top of my jokes as much as I wanted to be. Uh, We had to to shift your topic to the group topic. I think that's that's something we can divulge is that your topic was going to be Phineas and Ferb, but yeah. uh, we didn't actually have time because of the aforementioned traffic to come up with a joint topic. But I will say we pulled it off. It's a good episode. Yes. I think I, I still think it's it was it was good. It was a, a solid follow on for episode one. It was a good. I, we 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 can sometimes alter the good good and bad bad to just a single good. <laughs> okay, now, now it's my turn to forget how the rating system works. I'm going to give this a score out of ten. No, um, I'm going to say that last last week's last week's episode was a good bad. Oh, not it that was, low. It was a bad good at worst. Working. It was fraught, fraught with difficulties, but we made it good. We made it good. I, I also admit that my mic, I don't think I sounded quite right last week. I sounded a bit echoey uh, because I didn't have time to set up my stand, which puts the mic more in my face. I had to have it uh, a bit in front of me. It was actually on my laptop and I had to do a lot of sound editing. So you didn't get the whirring of my laptop fans in the background. It's a bit further away today. Well, that... That's that's just that's how we live and learn. But Hamish, that's the... we had a lot of fun. We had uh, driving was a good topic. Driving was a very good topic. I, I I did enjoy that a lot. Phineas and Ferb was a good topic, and I really like learning about how ridiculous they've inspired. A lot of the things you mentioned have inspired thoughts for upcoming Instagram uh-huh. segments that we'll be doing. I might need to yes, ask you uh, some how questions. How ridiculous is most most recent video? We should also revisit. Perhaps you can revisit topics. Uh, how ridiculous is most recent video? was the Hulkfist versus the Thor hammer. It was very cool. Okay. And I, I shan't tell you who won. It's it's a very good video that you should watch. Uh, Hambo, have you done any driving since last week's episode? Uh, I have not been driving. Izzy's been driving. And I won't talk about okay. it too much because she probably won't want me to, to mention what's gone on with her driving. She's trying to get better at it because she hasn't driven she, in ages. She drove into a river, yeah. Um, not quite. Uh, like in like in that episode of The Office where <laughs> uh, the sat-nav takes him into a lake. Is it The Office or is that Parks and Rec? Yes. Oh, it's, no, it, it's, it's The Office. Uh, and I don't think we've done anything Phineas and Ferb related. I watched some more Phineas and Ferb. It's still good, good. It's still good, good. Wonderful. And that, that was primetime. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, the, the ending is air horns instead of explosions. The beginning is explosions, the ending is air horns. So, uh, yeah, look out for more primetime in episode five. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, do you have a topic? Is that, or was that it? I do. No, that wasn't my topic. I do have a topic. Uh, I want to keep primetime kind of short. I want to squeeze it in between our topics and then, and then I'll, and then I'll do my topic. My topic this week is, uh, the longest Johns. The longest Johns are a uh, a folk music group which I actually I I should have I should have googled them and found out their names. Wookie, that name reminds me a lot of of what? Uh, of a of of a of a film. I don't know if you've seen it. I Have you ever have you ever watched Treasure Planet? <laughs> Cuz the character I, with like... I have. I don't know what it is you're trying to like sure, you're not playing the game so you can't earn points but <laughs> Oh um, no, it, I think it counts. So, 
For anyone listening at home, uh, there's for some reason there's an ongoing bit oh, between. Don't get the audience in on it. It's <laughs> gonna be hell. There's an ongoing bit between Wilkie and one of our other friends, Malex. Why Malex is called Malex is a story for another day. About the whether they have or haven't seen Treasure Planet, where one of them will say to the other. So the the origin was uh, twice in one day. I asked Malex if he'd seen Treasure Planet because I'm I'm very forgetful. Especially when I'm excited about something. So I, I saw something exciting. I was like, oh, have you seen this film? And I showed him and he's like, yeah, you asked me like two hours ago on, about a separate thing. Have I seen Treasure Planet? And I have. <laughs> so now we both try and spring Treasure Planet content on each other and to, uh, to earn points in this game. Uh, I was losing 4-3 uh, until I essentially doxed Malix, found out his home address and uh, sent him a DVD copy of Treasure Planet. Uh, so I'm now on about 300 points, I think That's I earned for that. That's really good. Uh, so uh, I, I got his girlfriend in on it as everything, because so that was great. Um, but he... No- why does this Why does this remind you of Treasure Planet? I I, I, I have the all the information here, but I, I want to circle back to why, why okay, do the so longest Johns remind you of Treasure because, Planet? Because, so I was going... Malik's, just the Long John Silver connection. The Long John Silver connection, and it's literally just also because Malik said the next opportunity I get, I need to bring up Treasure Planet in a boy review oh, episode. You- you bastard. <laughs> you didn't even... That was bad, Hambo. That was bad, bad. So, um, the Longest Johns are a uh, an, a, a Bristol-based a cappella folk music group. Uh, they do a lot of sea shanties, uh, which is why... Uh, that's how I, I found them. For, for, for a, a D&D thing, I was looking into like sea shanties and the origins of sea shanties and how perhaps I, I could create some original sea shanties for my setting. Because uh, obviously a, a lot of sea shanties are based on specific things, places from our world. Uh, so for example, there's lots of shanties that mention the Cape or Cape Horn because sailing around Cape Horn was a thing. Uh, I, I, there was the, oh, I should have looked this up. There's this map of tattoos that you would get for various things. I, and I also heard there's uh, earrings. I think if you wore a silver earring, that meant you had been round Cape Horn. Cool. Uh, and so there's there's lots of mentions of Peterhead, which was one of the one of the biggest ports back when sea shanties were were a thing. Um, so I was I was looking into that and I found the Longest Johns. Uh, the Longest Johns are Andy Yates, Dave Robinson, Jonathan J D Darley, and uh, Robbie Satin. And th- this is this is a, a fairly short segment. I feel that it's just a delight. I love these guys. Um, they have um, they have a YouTube channel which appears to have really blown up during lockdown. Uh, somehow the four of them have ended up being able to. I think they ended up uh, bubbling or or you know staying in place together. So they were able to produce a lot of content during this lockdown. Uh, they've done series where they play video games, uh, especially uh, Sea of Thieves and Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I can imagine that would be so much fun having them play Sea of Thieves. So, and they just like sing shanties yeah. as they go through. Yeah, so it's called, the series is called Open Cruising. Uh, so o- C-R-E-W-S-I-N-G, where they create a ship, but it's like the biggest ship possible, but there's only three or four of them. And so they get random people online to join their ship. They make it like an, an, uh, an open crew rather than like a private friends only crew. That's really cool. And then, so they've just got all these randoms on their ship. Uh, and one of them would be like, hey, do you mind if I sing a song for you guys? And then there's suddenly this like four part harmony. <laughs> and it's incredible. Um, they sing along with, with the shanties in um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, because there's quite a few um, of those. They have a, they have a great video uh, of them singing a song called Wellerman, which is one of my uh, personal recommendations for entry level for the longest johns well I'm, uh where essentially they are they're all sat around a table and the camera is in the middle of the table and it's rotating and each of each of the four people is doing a task so one of them is making a pizza one of them is building a model ship one of them is painting something and one of them is doing a fourth task and every time the camera pans across them they are vastly further ahead in the in the completion of that task than they and then once it completes its full rotation they all come together one of them's got a model ship. One of them's got a full, beautiful painting. The pizza is cooked somehow over the course of this three-minute song. Um, so they 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 have a lot of fun with it. Uh, whereas I, I feel like a lot of um, a cappella, uh, barbershop quartet, like th- this sort of slightly more old-fashioned music, 
the the groups that perform them can be a little bit more old-fashioned as well. Yeah, I think it's it's not necessarily old-fashioned, but I think because I was a, I'm a fan of a few a cappella groups. I did choir at school, and so I think it sort of attracted a lot of singing because it was always something quite fun to be able to see these really talented, basically choirs. That's what an a cappella group is because they have a voice for every part. And some of them are a bit more stationary. I think uh, some American stuff, it does introduce some dancing, and I think Pitch Perfect gets in some of that element as well and and made that a little bit more popular but it's imagine pitch perfect but for sea shanties that would be pretty sick i mean that's that's pit that's the plot of pitch perfect for wilkie you've written it already let's go over to is it warner brothers wait is is that real no but i wish we're gonna make it real we're gonna go over to whoever makes pitch perfect i i I thought i thought pitch perfect for was already a thing and i just hadn't seen it no um i don't think so okay we're gonna pitch we're gonna pitch this is called pitch pitch that's for next this week. This is our new segment called. No, we can't. New, we the can't new segment do that. is pitch pitch. We can't have we can't have five new segments in an episode. I'm sorry, Wilkie. I'm gonna, okay, we'll bring in pitch pitch next week. <laughs> um, it's where we take a new genre of music and pitch a pitch perfect film about that genre. Yes. So, oh, I'm I'm lost on where I was going with whatever I was saying. You 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 know a lot of uh, acapella because you used to do. Yeah, they kind of a bit more. They're a bit more stationary. You're right. They, I think sometimes they do move around a little bit. They sometimes have videos, but they they don't get zany with it. I think it's cool. There's something sort of a kind of fun and attractive about groups that go weird with it, and they understand that it's weird, and that's sort of part of their appeal. Uh, group sort of bands like that. I always quite liked OK Go videos, music videos, because they they do something cool with the song even if it's unrelated to what they're actually singing about. Yeah, and not not just like stationary physically, but stationary stylistically. Yeah. So uh, a, a lot of the Longest John's like own arrangements of songs uh, incorporate a few more instruments than might be traditional, uh, a sort of slightly faster tempo, a little bit more poppy. That's I, I've got a little collection of songs that I would personally recommend that sort of really get me, that sort of get you jized. They're like, oh, you want to sort of, flex and like yeah let's share this. let's share some of those on uh, instagram we'll keep plugging our yeah. social media well so follow on there and hopefully sometime this week wilkie can put a few of those out uh yeah honestly the longest johns there i you know i've only known them for a short while but they're pretty they're pretty cool are they uh, I'm, I'm gonna i am gonna i was gonna say are they good good i i honestly i i can't see a reason to not give them good good they're they're, they're a good good band they make good good music okay that is the longest johns so it's funny that you give that a good good Wilkie, because we have something else to give a good good. That is right, it is our continuation from last week of the good good gang. So far we have Megan. We're now going to add two new members. Firstly, we hosted a competition on our Instagram. Pretty basic, just sort of comment, like, share the post, do all of that, and uh, we'll enter you into a little draw. Uh, so the winner of that was, I believe, uh, I'm just getting up on Instagram. It is Alex Bakes Stuff. Delicious Bakes Goods. Uh, yeah, Alex Bakes Stuff. And uh, I asked her who she would like to nominate for a shout out this week. And she picked her friend Jack. And she says she specifically wants to give him a shout out and tell him he's good good because he's just generally amazing and he knits some awesome scarves. Oh, that's that's good. Good. So I feel like lots of people have taken up knitting and crocheting and stuff during lockdown, and you know, that's that's good. Good. Especially you can't really give them to people because that's not really safe. Save them for Christmas. Save them for Christmas, or maybe next Christmas, because who knows if we're going to have Christmas save together. Them, save them until you can safely give them to someone. Yeah, disinfect them and then put them in the mail. I don't know. What work yeah. some fun way of doing so, it. Uh, I've I've got my my hammer and chisel here, and I'm gonna put put up on this big marble slab. Where we're gonna put up uh, Alex bake stuff and Jack onto the, our wall of uh, wall of good good gang. Welcome to the good good gang. Hambo, are, are we in the good good gang? Uh, not yet. We need to win Just one of our own competitions. We need to win one of our, or somebody to nominate us. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be keep on running those. I'm hoping to have sort of different variations uh, as the weeks go on. So keep following our Instagram, and if you weren't successful this time. You will probably get there eventually. We can't guarantee that, but keep on trying. We're sure you're good, good anyway, but we just, we can't just, you know, I, I've only got so much arm strength to put these names up on this marble slab, so we've got to limit it to a, a few a few names per week. Right. Though, as you put more names in, you'll get stronger. So maybe in one week, you'll be able to put like a hundred names on the slab. 
I'll have simply one massive hammer arm. <laughs> it's like a, there's this book about dinosaurs sort of doing stuff. And one of them, one of the books took place at Christmas. I don't know why the dinosaurs celebrated Christmas, but they did. And they, uh, they met a elf dinosaur that had one okay. really jacked arm because he had to write all of he had to write up all of the letters to Santa. I don't know why he had to write letters to Santa because surely he receives the letters. And <laughs> you sure he wasn't? Are you sure he wasn't writing the the labels to say that who what what the yes like, he was which little child yes, the package was this for. elf dinosaur had to write all the letters. He had just one giant arm. It was like a T Rex, but rather than having just the two stubby hands, it's a giant big there's monstrous. A, there's a D and D monster like that. There's a, a type of fiend in D and D called a Yugaloth, which is a a neutral fiend most uh, fiends are either devils or demons uh, chaotic or lawful but yugoloths uh, are neutral there's a type of yugoloth called a a yagnoloth which has one massively jacked arm with massive claws and one regular human arm with like regular hand uh, and it wears a mass it wears a big old cloak over one half of its body uh, it approaches you uh, wearing the cloak covering the big arm because uh, the yagnoloth's job is to get people to sign contracts and so it, it presents with its human hand the quill, but then if if you if you mess up and if you break the contract, it swaps the cloak to the other arm, so it's got its big beefy arm out and it punches you. D- does does the cloak is the cloak magical in some way, so you can't see the arm? No, it's no no, it's like symbolic of like I'm covering up my my ability to hurt you versus ne- versus negotiations are now closed I, see i feel like if i saw a big just sort of slab of arm falling out of a cloak i no, would like just you, you know it's 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 not pretending it doesn't have it it's just saying out of respect look i'm i'm covering up my murder arm <laughs> just... i'm not gonna murder you but then when it swaps it over murder about to happen Mur- murder about to happen uh and it, it, it does just have an ability called massive arm which i think is very <laughs> funny like you know you know how monster stat blocks in D&D will be like longsword, scimitar, fire breath, massive arm. <laughs> bonk. <laughs> just bonk. It does, I think it does actually stun you. So it just bonks you across the head. Bonk. Anyway, Hambo, what, what is our, our joint topic? So I think our joint topic actually... I feel like we had a, we had a segue, but then we got distracted. Yeah, well, um, I know what we're going to do because Wookie, uh, we need to make sure the show is accessible to lots of different people. And there is one market that we, we aren't hitting. Uh, and obviously this next topic, I think, will be very relevant to them. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Minecraft. And for the, ne- for the next ah, few so we're minutes... we're appealing to eight-year-olds. We're appealing to not only eight-year-olds, but uh, they'll understand this. I'm going to try and... I've learned a little phrase. Let's get my phone up. Okay. I, okay. Uh, for, for listeners. Hmm. <laughs> 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 to all you villagers out there, I hope. <laughs> You appreciated that. <laughs> I was I was so ready to do a bit where I was like describing what I could see because like obviously we've got the cameras. I was like, so Hamish has got out his phone, and then you just like Hamish leans up to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. I was <laughs> Okay, so this this episode is for villagers only. <laughs> We're gonna, you don't need any emeralds to buy this uh, thing. It's free. Uh, <laughs> okay. If you you put you put a microphone in front of a villager, it becomes a podcaster. <laughs> that's, that's the item. All it does is it just makes more noises. It doesn't sell you anything useful. It just makes noise. Okay, Minecraft. Minecraft. What was your? I feel like we should go chronologically. What was your first experience of Minecraft? Well, I feel like if we're going to go chronologically, not, not just the first time you played it. Your your the first time you came into contact with Minecraft. Oh, okay. Uh, this is going to go back a while ago then to my early YouTube days uh, when I was a watcher, not a, a uh, not a YouTuber. I was going to say, if you had a YouTube channel, I I have failed in not finding no. it yet. Uh, I watched a bunch of channels. Um, I think the first channel I subscribed to was Game Theory and then very quickly subscribed to a few channels that are sort of in that sphere. And I think, I don't know why, but it, it recommended things like Smosh Games. So it wasn't just Smosh, it was like their gaming division and they had, I can't remember all of them. I, I never engaged with Smosh. I've, I've heard that it was like 
the biggest thing. The I thing. Simply never. At the time, it was the biggest channel. Uh, I think it got overtaken by PewDiePie, and then maybe something took over, but I think PewDiePie just sort of shot up after that. Uh, might not have been him that overtook them, but they were huge for a time, and they still were pretty big, even if they weren't the biggest. Uh, and Smosh and Smosh Games, they had a Minecraft channel, uh, not a Minecraft channel, a, like a Minecraft series. And that was sort of my first experience of the game, just sort of seeing these people that I'd seen play other games. And I thought, well, I've heard of this Minecraft thing. They've got like, I'm looking for content. They've got, what, 50 episodes or probably not that many at the time of this show. I'm going to watch that because I've got nothing better to do with my time. There's no other content on the internet That's right fair. now. Uh, not true, but you know. YouTube was invented, oh, 10 minutes ago. Uh, and that was... There's there's simply nothing else to watch. And that that was sort of my first experience, which then led to me wanting to play it. My, my first experience of Minecraft was uh, seeing uh, my friend Oscar, who you have heard simply so much about in, in all, all the different Armandos, uh, an improv format that involves telling stories from your real life. Uh, I have recounted many tales of my friendship with Oscar. Exactly. He's really, he's really um, cool, he's, actually, because he's gold and bold. Yep. And, and he, um, he, he always stands with his arms crossed. He's a very, he's a very stalwart friend of mine. Um, Oscar's cousin Steve, Stephen, super cool cousin Stephen. <laughs> is he? Is he who Steve's based on in Minecraft? <laughs> no, no, his his name's Stephen. I I got distracted by Minecraft oh, and called no. him Steve, but no. Uh, super cool cousin Stephen. Uh, I once uh was was once at Oscar's house uh when I arrived for a sleepover, I think, and was playing Minecraft, and I I had such a skewed impression of what Minecraft was from that experience because what Stephen was doing. Was, uh, he was playing on a survival world on a tiny island in the middle of the sea and he was building a tower out of solid obsidian like just a, a Sauron style massive black tower hardcore very goth except except he he kept closing the game every five minutes and opening a different piece of software uh, which I later learned out was called uh, uh, a piece of software called uh, SPC single player commands. And he was using that to go into his player data and fill his inventory with obsidian blocks, which he would then, he'd then log back into Minecraft, reload the world. His inventory was then full of obsidian and he'd keep building. And I, like, I I thought that was how you played Minecraft until ages later. I was like, why didn't he just do it in creative? But it was pretty cool. It was this massive obsidian tower. And at the top, there was a big lava pool that then flowed down through a glass tube in the center of the tower to, to like illuminate it. And it was, that was, it was pretty cool, but it, it was a really weird way of experiencing Minecraft for the first time. And I, I, I used to play Minecraft like back when I was the age of like, like the, uh, what the internet believes all Minecraft players look like. Like I said, like eight year olds, like proper young children, who are just playing it because it's a it's a fun little game and i i was bad at it i've never i've never beaten the ender dragon first of all i've never beaten minecraft i had this very what's the word sluggish gameplay style where i would i would build a house like a a little um wooden house Uh, i liked building in caves i would build into the side of a mountain uh i'd get a little like set set up there i would have i'd have my furnaces i'd have my chests i have my crafting table my bed and i would stop there and the game it became a very like uh as much as this is a phrase that describes something else like a very hand-to-mouth style of gameplay like i would go out and i'd get stuff and i'd put it in my chests and i'd go out and get stuff and and like i never i didn't do anything with it i just went out and got iron okay because i thought i just needed to go get iron you know i i never i was never brave or uh you know go getting enough to go into the nether and go and get blaze rods and turn it into blaze powder and to go and kill enderman and turn it into eyes of ender and go and find the end and go and do that like i I never did that i just stopped there and just uh turtled almost i just set up a little base and i just turtled because i i think then because from playing it then i I came to minecraft quite late because i watched a lot of smosh and then I kind of grew out of that channel and also the thing I hated most about it was that they only ever played Minecraft for like 10 minutes. So there would be sort of these big adventures they would go on 
but it would take you, you know, sort of like six weeks to get an hour of that adventure. And it, it never felt like it progressed at a decent pace. It felt like there was, there, the 10 minutes was worthwhile, sure, but it, it, I wanted more. Uh, so I ended up typing Let's Play Minecraft because I knew that's what I, I knew they did Let's Plays. I knew that's what it was called. And then inadvertently found sort of my now, my favorite YouTube channel, the Let's Play channel, which is by Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter. Um, and obviously, because if your channel is literally called Let's Play and you do a big Minecraft series, you're going to do quite well SEO wise uh, if someone types Let's Play Minecraft. And yeah, they do these bigger, sort of longer. I'm, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Hour long shows of Minecraft and they it's also quite fun because they have a slightly more adult humor they're aimed at a more you know 18 to 30 age range uh it's these older people and it's it's really cool to see them play Minecraft and uh they do a lot of mod stuff as well but it feels a bit more in-depth like they kind of it feels a I don't quite understand it just it's aimed at obviously a slightly older audience. They kind of explain it a little bit more and they say, oh, this is where we got the mod from. This is where you can go and download it. It's all below if you want to play play the same thing. So they did a lot of like Sky Factory, which always seemed really cool. Uh, they did a Pixelmon mod, uh, which I've been playing a little bit recently that I'd like to play with people. Sky Factory, I'd love to play with a big group as well because that looks really cool. Uh, and I came to also then play Minecraft when I was a bit older. I think I had it on PC for a while, but I I didn't really use my laptop much. So I played mostly on the Xbox and because of the achievement system, it, and I was really into achievements at the time, uh, you would, you could see where you could progress. It would be like, oh, I need to get this achievement next and that achievement. And I was really proud for a time that I had all the achievements in Minecraft and I kept it up for a while until I sort of lost the ability to play Minecraft for quite a while. I went to uni for like a whole year, obviously, as you do. And uh, didn't have my Xbox with me. And so they added like two updates of achievements. And I was just like, I'm not going to get these. There's so much effort to get this 120 gamer score. But uh, that was sort of my thing. And yeah, so it was, I, because I was a bit older, I think I, I went for it a bit more. And so I did miss out on some of that sort of childhood-esque of it. But I think also because I was used to watching a slightly older audience that make content for older people. You know, they swear and do all of that. I didn't feel weird playing Minecraft because it's, it's such a cool game. And then now visiting Izzy, I can see younger people playing it. I mean, uh, we went to uh, go and visit her aunt and uncle who have a uh, like two young kids, I think both younger than 10. They're both in primary school. And they were playing Minecraft together. You know, we were sat all outside and they'd gone inside to play, play, it, play their game. And it was really cool to see them enjoying the same game, but in a very, very different way. You know, they are... Were they playing in a multiplayer game? Just the two of them, but yeah, multiplayer. And it was it was just them being silly and having fun and they would be... You know, I always like designing something and making it look really cool when I do it. And they'd just sort of chalk up four blocks and be like, it's my house now. And uh, they'd sometimes hop into creative and do some stuff and then they'd hop back. But then also some really cleverness, obviously, from these kids that play the game quite a lot. Uh, the brother was... The younger brother was in charge of the game world. And so he was really mean. He kept putting the sister into creative so she could fly around. And then when she was really high up, he turned her back into survival. That's great. There's sort of, there's sort of like this this um, this meta-narrative that Minecraft... Because Minecraft has a story, right? You can, like I said, build up a base, find diamonds, get obsidian, go to the nether, get blaze powder, make eyes of ender, go to the end, kill the dragon. That's the That's sort of... That's how you speed run the game. Yes, uh, but you can build up these these brilliant meta narratives surrounding literally anything. Uh, I, I watched recently. Um, this is sort of transitioning into my more recent experience with Minecraft. Um, I watched recently a series by Wilbur Sutt where he played uh, random item skyblock. So he he starts the game on a single block of bedrock yeah. standing in the void, and every thirty seconds an item just drops into his inventory. Literally any item in the whole of Minecraft. And so he starts building up this base, like he gets a solid block of like concrete or something, and now he has two blocks to play around on. Uh, and he starts building up this base and he get he got um, a fish that he accidentally placed, like a bucket with a fish in it, that he accidentally placed and the fish swam off the edge of the block into the void. And so then the rest of the game became him waiting for another fish so he could have like, so he could sort of right the wrongs. <laughs> and ostensibly, this version of the game, you can still beat the Ender Dragon. You can still build an end portal if you get all of the frames. Yeah. You 
put all of the eyes of Ender in, you can go kill the the Ender. Exactly. But that was that was no longer the point. It's now to save the fish. He he wanted to save the fish. He wanted he, this whole meta narrative about the the sky gods who were the creature, you know, the 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 entity giving him these items. He would pray to the sky gods. Uh, and he would like throw valuable items off the edge as a sacrifice and say, I want, you know, I, I just want like a block of dirt so I can start growing a tree. And it, it was brilliant. Like he was, you know, not playing Minecraft the way it was intended, but it, it was still this incredibly emotional uh, story. What, what he did in the end was he picked up his new fish called New Milo in a bucket and he went into the game data, copied the character from that game and dropped them into a new, a new regular survival world and then set. Uh, the fish were called New Milo because it was Milo but new, and set New Milo free into the ocean. Oh, that's really cute. And it was like, look, I, I'm, I'm gonna leave the Skyblock world as it is, but Milo, I want you to be free. And like, I, t- I told you that 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 little two by two pond was the world, but this is your world now. Go, go be free. And I was like, that's, that's a fish. That's a piece of code. <laughs> but you feel and for he- it because that's yeah. that's why I really like Let's Play because. Uh, when they do, and when Achievement Hunter do Minecraft, you know, they, they have these series, you know, they did um, Sky Factory, which is similar to Skyblock, but it has a couple of extra mods thrown into it. Uh, one of the, uh, you start with a tree normally and you build up this world. They had a thing where their goal in that was to make a big, uh, big arc reactor. Uh, so that was most of them, but they also had a guy, Farmer Jeff, one of their characters called Jeff, and he just didn't get all this weird mod stuff. So he just wanted to make every single kind of chicken. Because in this version, there was like, you could have chickens that would grow everything. And his world kept getting weird and messy. So he just went off into the distance. And sort of the ending of that series, they built the portal. They built the reactor, but they purposefully, or accidentally even, in inverted commas, built it wrong. And if you do it wrong, it explodes. And uh, they knew in advance that when it exploded, the radius would get everyone except for Jeff. So Jeff would just be left on his own with some of his chickens that had survived. And that was quite a fun ending. So it's just this guy and his chickens. And they do other things, you know, they do a You're Dead, You're Dead series. Um, so they play it, you know, they start off with X amount of players on an island, on hardcore, or in the world of Minecraft. And their goal is just to survive. And the first two were pretty fun. You know, it was left with just one person alive. And the final one was... Like Hunger Games. Yeah, and, then, and this one was just, you can't kill each other, but you just, you get, you die to lots of different things. And they had different ways of bringing people back to life in some series. And this one's like, okay, we're actually going to try and kill the Ender Dragon. And they did it. And that was the, one of the few times that's actually been their goal. Because then the the final thing, which is always the ending of kind of their episodes, often where they have a competition, is they compete for something called the Tower of Pimps. It's an obsidian block with four gold blocks above it. The tower is specifically the four gold blocks, but it's often on a base of obsidian. So it's five tall okay. and they just, it, it's random stuff. You know, they'd make games in Minecraft off screen and then they would play them. They had uh, one of their more famous ones is Wipeout. They created the Wipeout course or a version of it and they had to get around it. And whoever got around fastest won the Tower of Pimps. Uh, they had other did, ones. Did they get to like take it and put it in their base? You, yeah, they or? have houses and they just put it outside their house. They oh, also had a real cool. version of it. They could move around on their desk. Oh, wow. They did... They do one called Creeper Soccer. So it's, foot, you know, what we call football in the UK. Uh, and they have a pit done up. They're put into a mode where the blocks don't blow up and they're all given fishing rods. And the goal is to try and fishing rod and pull the creeper into the other player's goal. So then it blows up. And if you blow it up and blow up their TNT, then you get a point. And they played that for a bit. And they do all these other different game modes that I could go through. And it showed that... Yeah, I, I, I love the way you can, like, use Minecraft to create these other games. Like There's a game within the game. Yeah, I, I was watching um, the Minecraft Championships. And there's... Uh, I, I, I fully... I put down a few things I want to talk about. I might actually talk about them as their own segment. But, like, the Minecraft Championships, they had a... The, the one that just came to my mind was a hole in the wall. So there's a flying machine with slime blocks. And you have to, like step in between the slime blocks, jump over them, or you get bounced yeah. by the, the flying machine off of the platform. And uh, But what, what was great is that it had an in-game viewing platform for people who'd been knocked out. And uh, so you're standing there and you watch, you're watching the game happen in the centre as the platform slowly gets smaller and the, the walls slowly get more complicated. Uh, and like you can hear uh just the, the audio of this one team all on a group discord call just like screaming 
as it's like a 1v1 now between one of their players <laughs> who had previously been a bit of an underdog uh, and like, uh, who was it? Uh, Vicstar, I think, or Mr. Beast, like some massive YouTuber. And this guy who doesn't have a YouTube channel, but just is a, is a mate of some, some of these other team members. Uh, and th- this guy won. And it was incredible. Uh, and like for the final game, which I think is a game of dodgeball, but with uh, bows and arrows, uh, there were two areas where you could walk in and a, like a command block would detect you and it would put on your head a big banner with one of the team colours on it. So you could run around with like a massive blue banner to support the blue team. Uh, and it was brilliant watching um, the entire stadium fill up with, um, I can't remember, I, th- I think it was blue, uh, blue banners uh, showing support for, for this underdog team who were in the final against uh, this team. I think it, the, the, this red team was Vicstar's team and he had essentially just got the three best Minecrafters that were available to be his three yeah, teammates. As you would. And it was kind of a bit, it was kind of a bit rigged because it was his competition. But um, just the entire stadium, all with blue banners on their heads, like, come on. And they, they ended up losing. But uh, just like, yeah, the, the the sort of incredible camaraderie that you can create in, in multiplayer Minecraft, especially. Uh, I'm, I'm having experienced multiplayer Minecraft. I don't know that I could play single player Minecraft without, setting some other expectations like trying to speed run it or trying to play it on hardcore like i i'd, I'd need something else because it wouldn't really engage me as much as multiplayer no, i haven't i have played some multiplayer but maybe not as much as you might have done then because i still think for me the the biggest draw of minecraft is just if i if i ever get in a funk and i don't really know what else to do my favorite thing is just to go into minecraft and i just play until i've got a house that i like and I, I just make a house and I sort of feel out what I want it to look like. And then when I've got the house, I, I feel like I'm out of my funk. I've, I've built something. Sometimes it's a really small house, like it's nine by nine on the floor. Sometimes, you know, it's 64 by 64. It can be giant. Big old, big old mansion. And I just love that feeling of relaxing and just like just going down into the mine. Like, okay, you know what? Actually, maybe I'm not going to finish the house today. Maybe I'm just going to dig until I find diamonds. And this very methodical route you can take of how you're meant to do it and just sort of busy work, keeping you keeping you distracted in that way, I think is really awesome as well. And I think that's why Minecraft probably is one of the best games out there, just in general, because yeah. it it can appeal to practically everybody. Anything you like, you can find in Minecraft, either in the base game or in some mod pack if you're playing on PC I love how you can play across so many different consoles now. You know, I could be playing on my Xbox with people on their PC or Switch, PlayStation 4, any of it. And I think that's also something quite special. And I think that that's why it's such a good, good game. I'm going to just say that that's, yeah, we, that's where we're going with it. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hambo, uh, I can see you in your camera. Are you reaching for what I think you're reaching for? Well, I'm reaching for my phone to remind me that we have got to re- give our guests a, a prize for drinking their five sips of water. And for you... If you drank five sips of water, uh, you can... Uh, I, I don't know what you have available to you. You can maybe have... You can treat yourself to something. Maybe watch an extra episode of the show you're watching tonight. Or you can um, have a, a snack. <laughs> On the snack topic, we give you express permission to go to the cookie jar and you may have one cookie. One, one cookie. cookie. If, if your parents says... Don't have too many because it'll... You're, you're going to... Reg- if you have three you cookies... You'll regret it. You're going to regret it because you're going to be... In future you, is going to wish they had two more cookies. Exactly. So just have, the, just have the extra one. You know, if you are planning to go and grab one, you can grab a second. You know, it's it's the one extra cookie is your prize. But there's, yeah, there's no cookie lost there. It's not two extra cookies or three extra cookies. It's just the one. And I hope you really enjoyed that cookie. And whilst you're enjoying it, you can listen to our outro. I want to thank Storyblocks for creating our theme song and letting me buy it. I don't know why I keep thanking them. It was a they offered they sold that, it to that. me. It's just like I also like to thank Amazon for selling me my microphone. Uh, I'm gonna stop thanking them eventually. Well, it's if if people want to know where the theme our, our theme tune is called um, World Gone Wild. Yeah, so. World Goes Wild. I think. Yeah, our theme tune is called World Goes Wild. Uh, we got it from Storyblocks. Uh, they have some really good stuff actually. If you are looking you for, uh, they don't sponsor us, but if you are looking for music, it's fairly it's a fairly reasonable price. Um, 
particularly if you're starting out like we are. Uh, I'd also like to uh, thank Alex Bakes Stuff for entering our competition and welcome Jack to the Good Good Gang. And I would also like to thank you for listening along at home, for sub- subscribing to us on whatever platform that you are listening to us on and potentially giving us a review. A five stars would be lovely. That This is the only time we're going to... Oh, you're allowed to mention five stars is on podcast services. Until they adopt the good, good rating, yeah. we've got to go with the five stars. Maybe put put in your review that the show is good, good, just so people Exactly. Know. And there's nothing else to say. Follow us on Instagram so you can keep up to date with everything else we'll be doing. And that's us. We're done. We will be seeing you next week when it won't be a prime number week, so we won't have prime time, but there'll probably be some other bits. And it's going to be pitch, pitch, probably. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.